Isn't it? Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to be here. Thank the Lord for it. And I appreciate the Lord moving in the service this morning. Hearts being dealt with. I know my heart was stirred this morning. Wasn't that good choir singing this morning? Choir, you can go ahead and say amen. That was good singing. Wonderful singing. I want Brother Zach to come up tonight and pray over tonight's service real quick. And we're looking forward to the Lord. I'll, I'll tell you, my voice is as exhausted as it has ever been. When the Lord first called me to preach, I was 15 years old. And I think the first year that I preached, come on over here, buddy. First year I preached, 47 churches I was in. And my voice, it went from sounding like a 15-year-old to sounding like a 70-year-old. By the end of that, and uh, not not to hurt our, old, uh, our, our senior citizens, Happy pilgrims, is that what we call them? <laughs> Not to offend our happy pilgrims, but I sounded like an old man. And I, tonight I sound about 90, so my voice is about to give out, so I'm going to be leaning on people around me tonight. Brother Zach's going to take us to the Lord in prayer, and then Brother uh, Terry's going to lead us in some songs. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymn and spiritual song. What Brother Terry's going to do is speak to you, and you're going to speak to him. We're going to sing some songs. Take us to the Lord in prayer, Zach, and Brother Terry's going to sing. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the good message this morning. I thank you for all that you've given us, God. I just pray that you would forgive us for our sins and all that we do wrong. Again, I just thank you for all that you do for us. I pray you would be with this message tonight, that you'd be with the singing, and that you just touch us tonight. Again, I thank you for all that you do for us. We pray all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Let's all stand page 287. Uh, y'all got it, got your work cut out. I'm gonna sing to y'all. Y'all try to out, out sing me tonight. I, y'all got your work cut out. He
may be seated. You're singing pretty good, so let's keep it up. Page 298. Songs of the greatest shepherds, sisters, and plays hard to see that song out of my head and I was trying to sing it the same way. Page 240.
see all y'all here tonight uh just to recap our announcements um <clears throat> excuse me uh just remember on the uh, september the 29th the ladies night out with purpose for women of a god at talmo baptist um starting at seven o'clock six o'clock the bus is going to leave here so please be here by that time so you won't get left all right uh two more announcements i got um the happy pilgrims uh jack hayfley uh announced that uh, he is going to cook for the happy pilgrims uh 
not sure about a date yet, but there's three items for a, a menu. Uh, there's a sign up out there. Uh, just look at that, figure out what you want to eat, put your name under there so, so we can have a vote on uh, what we're going to be eating that night. And uh, let's see, a little over a month, uh, we're going to have our officer banquet. It's the first Saturday of November. Uh, not sure, uh, we could have it at Smith House again, but if there's recommendations, uh, please let me or Brother Terry know as uh, soon as possible if you got some recommendations. And uh, we can go from there. Now, it's for the officers, uh, them and their families are free. But anybody can come, but uh, if you're not an officer of the church, you got to pay for your own. But uh, other than that, it's good fellowship. Thank you all very much.
wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Job said, I looked in front of me, behind me, to my right and to my left. He said, I, he said, I couldn't see him. But Job exercised faith in that he knoweth the way that I take. Knoweth the way that I take. Amen. See, we're so frail. And I think sometimes maybe it's modern day Christianity has sold us that, you know, maybe, maybe we've got more self-ability than we think. But... <laughs> Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Amen. Nothing means nothing. And uh, I'm grateful tonight that in Christ, we have it all. Nothing apart from Him, but in Him, we have everything. We have been blessed with every good and perfect gift. Cometh down from the Father of lights. We have riches in Him. The Bible tells us in Revelation that we are kings and priests. You say, Brother Jay, I don't feel like too much tonight. Oh, if you're his tonight, you're royalty. Amen. That's right. That's right. We're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. Right this second. You say, I don't feel much like that, Brother Jay. That's why when he comes again will be known as we are known. That is, our experience will have fully caught up with our position. See, if you're saved tonight, it's not just, you know, this experience that you have. You have a position in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that position is not tainted. It is not wearied. It's not give out by your experience. It's not give out by the issues you face, by the issues we face tonight. But the Bible says that he hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When you feel good, no. When you feel bad, no. You are constantly seated together in heavenly places. And I was handed a, a newsletter uh, by the sister this morning from Brother Milton Taylor. He had sent y'all a letter. And uh, this man uh, uh, told me this. God help us in our, in our, that our, our experience kick, catch up to our position. We'll never fully do it until we're glorified. Because the remaining corruption that we fight against day in and day out. And that is the truth. That's what we war against every single day. But this afternoon, I'm glad to report that we have a position in Christ, untapped riches in Him, and tonight it would be good for every single one of us. Brother Taylor said it like this, why are we constantly trying to push, trying to push a Ferrari uphill with our own strength when we can just get in that thing and crank it up? That's the new creature He's made us. A new creature in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your position this afternoon, and I'm grateful for the position that every single child of God has in the Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you grateful for the Lord tonight? For the service this morning, I'm grateful. Thank the Lord for it. And again, I, my voice is tired, so I'm going to ask you all to bear with me tonight. And I'll say it like this. Y'all get what you get, because my, my voice is just a, about shot. It's been a long time since I've... Uh, preached. Uh, now, I had a three-week revival. This has been probably, now I'm going to have to reach way back here in 2008, 2007, 2008 roughly. 
had a three-week three revival. We had 26 or 27 saved in that revival up in South Carolina. And uh, I preached morning and night for three weeks. That was, that was a, a special time. And the Lord helped us, and that was a special time in all seriousness. But my, my voice has probably not been that week since then. Y'all pray for me tonight. I, I'm a communicator. So Monday, Sunday through Sunday, all I do is just communicate and communicate and communicate. About 100 to 150 phone calls a day, roughly. Sometimes it's less, sometimes more, but, but just a lot of talking. So y'all pray for my voice tonight. I would appreciate that. I want to look in Ephesians chapter number 3. Ephesians chapter number 3. And tonight, I just want to reflect on these verses. Again, I appreciate the wonderful service. I want to appreciate how welcoming... Again, y'all been to Charlie and I. This is the first Sunday, isn't this right, baby, that we have rode separate this Sunday morning. We was not fighting. <laughs> we were not fighting before we got you. Brother Terry says, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, no, uh, first Sunday we had, I don't know if any of you parents out here uh, tonight, it's, uh, you, you can't force your children to act consistently every single day, Amen. right? Can I get a witness? Uh, and even with, uh, and listen, I was raised and Charlie was raised in a home and we've determined to try to raise our, uh, children, however many the Lord gives us in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And, and, uh, we both was raised in a home. We could tell if we were getting a whooping by how daddy was walking that day. Um, and I, and I, we didn't get spankings now that that's a new concept. We, we got whoopings. And if you need to know what a whooping is, I'll tell you after service when we're all flying here. Uh, no, I, I'll say it tonight. Uh, we, you know, there's so much in scripture about that, but we won't go there tonight. That's not what we're preaching on tonight, <laughs> but, but we believe in that. But buddy, we have a strong-willed little 19-month-old girl, 20, 19, 19-month-old girl. And uh, she was definitely showing that this morning. So we, we uh, I told Charlie, I said, baby, I got to be out the door by X amount of time. She said, well, I said, she'll see, I'll, I'll see you when we get to church. So that was a new experience for us. But thank y'all again for uh, making us feel so welcome these past few days. We're so grateful for that. And I thank the Lord for this place. And we just want to look to the Lord in Ephesians chapter number three. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter number three. Now, I don't know really what direction we're taking tonight. I have some notes. And I just want to be sensitive to the Lord in his text. I believe that the job of a preacher is to say what God said. Not to say what I think. Not to necessarily give my opinion. If you ask me my opinion, I'll be glad to give it to you. But that's all, I, that's all I've got is an opinion. Um, I'm not going to try to preach my opinion as truth. I believe we're tasked with preaching the word of God as truth. And listen, you may have a problem with my opinion, and that's fine. I may have a problem with your opinion. Uh, but tonight, if we have a problem with what God has said, then we've got a problem. And if we are in line with what God has said, then we'll be okay. And as a matter of fact, blessed. And we will experience what it is to walk and know Him. So, with that being said, I do love an expositional approach to the Word of God. Verse by verse. And uh, I, I will admit, I'm a topical preacher. Y'all have heard me preach topical messages and all, all that. That's just fancy speaking for, for uh, uh, taking a subject and dealing with that subject in Scripture. But 
I love expositional preaching, expositional teaching. It, it has established me and more than, uh, more than anything in my life. I'm grateful for it. I appreciate men taking the time to tell me what God... I had one preacher one time. I had a question about a verse, and I came to him. And uh, I said, uh, what does this verse mean? He said, oh, just leave that alone, son. He said, you just go on down your way. But tonight, we, don't, we do not need to endeavor just to leave a verse alone. We, uh, we should just get nailed down in it, feet planted, and, and try to tackle what the Lord's saying and what the Scripture is saying. And sometimes that takes some, dig, uh, some digging. <clears throat> and, uh, and I'm not going to ramble on tonight for too much long. As a matter of fact, the, the more you amen, the quicker I'll get done preaching tonight. Uh, that's, that's more volume than I've heard since we've been here. So. But, uh, but the man of God should study to show himself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It is a work to study the word of God. It's a blessed work, but it is a work. And you men tonight that have studied, you teachers and preachers and those that are here tonight, ladies that are laboring for your class, uh, for the classes you teach here at the church, it is a labor. It is a labor to mine out, uh, mine out the Word of God, but it is a wonderful labor. And the book of Ephesians, now that's where we're at tonight. The book of Ephesians is, if I had to give a list of top five favorite books that I have, Ephesians would be in that list. Ephesians is so dense and rich with doctrinal truths. As a matter of fact, I believe the first letter that I myself personally ever dug into when the Lord really started doing a work in my heart about truth and learning to mine out truth, Galatians was probably that first letter for me. And Paul dealt in Galatians with error in the church. And Paul, those errors were that there had crept in some among the church that were, that were pharisaical and legalistic in their view of not only salvation, but of sanctification. And Paul dealt, uh, desired to deal with that in the church at Galatia. And so, so it, it would be good. Let me encourage you on this tonight before we go any further. I would encourage you. I would encourage you tonight to find you a book, whether it's Jude, uh, a New Testament book. I would encourage you to find you a letter, an epistle, and just start in it. And start at the first verse of the first chapter and mine through each and every verse that you come through. The reason I say that, even if you spend 30 minutes studying one verse uh, tonight, that's how I, I believe God shows and reveals himself in his word when we narrow down and, and get serious about study. <clears throat> I encourage you to read. Read, read, read every day. Read the, the word of God, absolutely. But if you want help tonight, if you want uh, uh, situation and strength, and if you want to move on, Let's say this, and I believe this is a church full of folk who have, who have dined on meat. But if you want to move on from some milk and get onto some meat tonight, this verse-by-verse studying of seeing what God has done for you in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ will change your life. Will change your life. So that's just by the way. So Ephesians chapter number 3 and verse number 19. We're going to try to go verse-by-verse tonight. And go as fast as we can tonight. So you, uh, you bear with us as we go. We're going to read this one verse tonight and bow for a word of prayer. 
Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 19. The Bible says, And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Can you say amen tonight? Let's read that one more time because that is absolutely packed tonight. Verse 19, Ephesians 3. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Brother Tim, say a word of prayer for us, please, and we'll look to the text tonight. Yes, sir. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Yes, Lord, please. Amen and amen. Ephesians chapter number three. Now, tonight in, a, in the book of Ephesians... A few things I want you to know is that, is that Paul wrote this particular letter from a prison cell. Paul didn't write this letter from his pastor's study or from his, uh, you know, his nice office that he had surrounded by concordances and, and lexicons and, and all of these aids and tools with a, with a little space heater going in a, in a cold uh, outside environment with a nice little cup of coffee and, uh, and this just convenient lifestyle with his vehicle out in the parking lot and, and, uh, and a cupboard full of uh, food and a closet full of clothes. No, Paul wrote this letter from a jail cell. Now think about that tonight. I'm not talking about a jail cell that Brother Tim was at preaching at this morning with, with facilities and, and clean water and changes of clothes and, 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 and situate. I'm talking about a Roman, filthy disgusting, nasty, absolutely filthy prison cell. Paul didn't have changes of clothes. He came in and what he came in in, and he left in what he came in in. If you can imagine that, chained and, and absolutely beaten and bruised and, and in bonds. This is the situation that Paul was in. But he had such a love for the church at Ephesus, such a love for the hearers that would read this letter at Ephesus, that he had a great desire to write them. Now, if you're in a prison cell and, and you're under these certain kind of circumstances, and I don't mean to be vulgar tonight, but Paul was sitting in, in his own defecation. I mean, he was, it was just a horrible, nasty environment. And if you're going to write something to someone in that kind of environment, you're going to want it to mean something. You're going to want it to transfer as much knowledge and as much wisdom and as much grace and as much love and as much peace to the hearers that you love as you can in the short amount of time that you have. And that's exactly what was on Paul's mind. His desire was for them to know something. To have knowledge of something. Now let me say this tonight. There are those 
around this world that do not have a full copy of this setting in their hand. Tonight, there are those in China that, that, that all they've ever seen is a small scribble of a verse, and that's it, of a piece of a Bible, of a Word of God. We, we act as though because we have, and I've got, I've got 50 of these things at the house of, the, of a copy of a Word of God sitting at home. I mean, just copy after copy after copy after copy after copy of, the, copy of the precious Word of God tonight. But that's not how it is for every child of God around the planet. We should be grateful tonight that we have a full copy of the canon of Scripture. Because we have in, our, in front of us exactly what God wanted us to know. Is this word, is this Bible everything God knows? Of course it's not tonight. But is it everything that God wants us to know? Yes, it is. You say, Brother Jay, there's just some things that I don't understand. That's okay. We're not going to understand everything until we get to the other side. But tonight I want to encourage you, church. There are some things that you and I need to know and that God desires us to know. And there are truths, let me say this, hear me tonight, or uh, what was it, pay attention tonight. There are some truths that are deeper than others. You understand? There are some things that are taught in God's Word that if we're going to walk closer to the Lord, that if, if we're going to fellowship closer with Him and have a greater fellowship one with another, there are some things we are going to have to learn. And deeper truths that we're going to have to launch out with. The Spirit searcheth the things of God, yea, the deep things of God. There are things that are deeper than others tonight. And although uh, many of us tonight would, would say, well, I've been saved. I, I myself have been saved. Let's see. Coming up on uh, 30, well, let's see. Wow, 2,000, my goodness, 23 years this uh, coming December, 23 years I've been saved. And it would be easy to say, well, I've been saved for 23 years tonight. This is a never-ending journey knowing more of our precious Savior tonight. Knowing more. I want to know more about my Lord, my precious Lord. I want to know more about my Savior. Tonight we must know more about Him so that we may know Him better tonight. And that is the desire. That is the desire. Now, let me say this. His desire, Paul's desire, in the book, in the letter of Ephesians, was for them to greater know the gospel. Now, I, I, I want to be clear about this. The gospel is not just for the lost. Okay? The gospel is not just for the lost. Matter of fact, tonight, if, if, if we have an idea that the gospel is for the lost and, and, and them alone, and then once we're saved, we move on to the next thing tonight. We are, we are in dire, 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 dire straits. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. You don't have to turn, but Paul says to the Corinthian church, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received... And wherein ye stand. Tonight, the gospel is not just a story we heard one day and we believed it and God saved us and God moved on us and God changed us into a new creature. But tonight, the gospel is all we have. 
It is everything to the child of God. We have nothing tonight if we don't have the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So hear me tonight. Yes, of course the world needs the gospel, but God is determined that the child of God, that the Christian should live and stand in the gospel. It seems that Paul's desire and, uh, and, and the theme is Ephesians in Ephesians is that the, the church at Ephesus, his desire was that their eyes should be opened. Ephesians chapter number one and verse number 18, Paul writes and says, he says in verse number 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Hear this now. This is very important. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Okay, verse number 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Verse 19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty Power. You say, Brother Jay, I'm pretty much well aware of what God done for me when he saved me tonight. Listen, Paul, the great apostle, is writing to Ephesus, the great church, and saying, I'm praying that God will open your eyes to some things. What would be a good prayer for us tonight at Murrayville? What would be a good prayer for us? That God, that you would open our spiritual eyes to what you have done for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what power is working. And the greatness of his power. That worketh in us. Who believe according to the working. Of his mighty power. Verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And set him at his right hand in heavenly places. Tonight. It is God's desire that we know some things. And that we don't just know it on a mental level. That's good tonight. That's wonderful. We need to understand some of these truths on a knowledge base. But God, help us tonight that we would be seeking God, asking the Lord, Lord, if there's something that I don't fully understand, if there's something that I can't fully see, open the eyes of my spiritual understanding so that I may better know you. Ephesians chapter number 3, there's something that Paul wanted us to know. And what is that thing tonight? There's many things we could deal with in the book of Ephesians. Just dripping. Matter of fact, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Dripping in truths that, I, that we would ask God to open our eyes to. But this very fundamental thing. Is so important. Is so, is so serious that the child of God. Understand and know tonight. What is that? It is that we might know the love of Christ. You say, oh, Brother Jay, I know Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. But this evening, I wonder, have we ever given our heart, our mind, our, our, our being to understanding and actually knowing his love? Verse number one of Ephesians chapter number three, our text chapter. For this cause, Paul said, 
in Ephesians chapter number 3. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me, you word, how, how that by revelation he made known, unto, uh, made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. This mystery that has been revealed to Paul, he's already wrote about that mystery in chapters number 1. In chapters number 2, chapters 1, verses 8 and 9. And listen, a mystery is a truth that was previously hidden but has now been revealed. That Christ has opened up the gospel to us Gentiles. I'm going to move quick here tonight so we can get to our text. Verse number 4. Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. He desires that they may perceive his understanding. He said, when ye read these truths, that they must be read so that you can understand. It's good for us to teach. It is good for us to learn. And it is necessary for us to come to understanding about truth tonight. Verse number five. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men as it is now revealed unto us. By his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. God chose to reveal himself, his gospel, his word through his apostles and through his spirit. Verse number six, we're moving quickly. That the Gentiles are fellow heirs of the blessing and inheritance that God gives. That the middle wall of partition has been broken down between the Jews and the Gentiles. The same body and the same partakers of Christ by the gospel. We also, us Gentile dogs, can have mercy and grace of God tonight. It's a wonderful mystery. All right, verse number seven. And as a consequence of the gospel, verse number seven, as a consequence of the mysteries, as a consequence of God revealing himself to Paul and making him a, making him a partaker, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. He said, as a consequence of the gospel, God made him a minister and endued him with power, his power, not Paul's. Tonight, it's very, very important for us to understand that as a church, we do not operate off of our own power. We do not operate off of our own strength. We do not operate off of our own mental ability, our own capabilities. Listen, I love organization. I cannot stand uh, a disorganization. It messes with me. It messes with my mind. But tonight, we can organize God out of the church. It's very true. We can organize his spirit out of the church. We can be critical to the point where we want it our way, how we want it, how we design it, how we set it up, how we figure it out, how we do this, how we do that tonight. But what we need is the power of God. Hallelujah. And that is what that is what Paul's alluding to. Listen, he's saying God didn't make me a minister uh, of my own self. He didn't make me a minister of my own strength. But he made me a minister by the effectual working of his power. And Paul sees the degree of his lowliness. Listen tonight, it would be healthy for you and I when we come to discover these truths. I'm hustling tonight. I've got to move quick. When we come to understanding these truths, like where we're heading in this text in verse number 19... Paul, in verse number 8, tracks back to see the degree of his lowliness. Paul sees the degree of his lowliness and says in verse number 8 that I am the least 
unto me who am less than the least of all saints. He didn't say that he was the least and least of all the apostles. Of John and Matthew, James, Peter, Matthias, on and on. No, 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 no. Paul said that he was the least of all the saints. What did we preach on on Wednesday night about weakness that Paul saw into the third heaven? He saw the streets of gold. He saw things that God would not let him utter. Question tonight, have any of you or I in here ever seen heaven? And if you have tonight, we're going to go and take you and get you checked out. But has, have any of you in here tonight ever seen heaven? No, you haven't. You've never seen the street of gold. You've never seen the pearly gates. You've never seen the walls of Jasper. You've never seen that this afternoon. Paul did. And if anybody had an opportunity to glory, Paul did. But oh, Brother Jay, listen tonight. I mean, can I be honest with you and, and, and just, what's the word? Vulnerable for a minute? Wednesday night, I felt good liberty in being able to preach. And I thank y'all for bearing with me on Wednesday night. I, I had a good time preaching. I had a good time preaching this morning, but I, I just I enjoyed preaching Wednesday night. I enjoyed it. And, and, and I, there was a temptation, Brother Terry. There's a temptation. Felt like it went good. Felt like liberty was had. Felt like I was able to communicate. Felt like the Lord's touch was apparent. And, 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 and buddy, isn't it amazing how you and I can barely even have a good season of prayer without getting lifted up in pride? I mean, we can come and bow and pray, seek the Lord. Singers, you can sing in the touch of God. Choir, you can sing in the touch of God. You can teach a good lesson. You can have a good word with somebody out on the street. Somebody can give you an encouraging word. Oh, my, my, my. We have finally arrived, Brother Ron. We have finally made it. I'm raptured and can be translated into the heavens tonight because I have arrived at such a state of maturity as a Christian that it's time to go home to meet my reward. Oh, Lord, help us tonight. The man that God selected and separated to be the apostle to exegete the Christian doctrines of faith to the Gentile church said... I am the least of all the saints. But to me who am less than the least. Excuse me for quoting the scripture wrong there tonight. He said, here's the least and here I am. So whoever the worst saint is out there, whoever the lowliest saint is out there, I'm lower than that saint. Paul saw the degree of his lowliness, said, I'm the least, I'm less than the least. He sees his insignificance tonight. He sees, he sees how low that he is. And let me, let me remind you, church, or let me tell you this tonight. We cannot see and swim in the unsearchable riches and strength and power of God until we adequately catch a view of ourselves and estimate ourselves rightly tonight. That's not to say that we must not recognize our position, but God help us not to think over that that we actually are tonight because we're nothing without the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely nothing. 
Verse number 9, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things in Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to have to pick it up and speed up just a little bit. That is to say, to make all men see, to enlighten all, to make all men see His purpose. And that purpose is verse number 9, 10, and 11. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now under the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse number 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Now we have this boldness. Now we have this access. Whereas before we had no access or boldness, we could not even approach the throne of God. Now we have confidence. We had nothing and now we have everything. I need a good witness on that again tonight. We had nothing and now we have everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse number 12, in whom we have boldness and access and confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not. Listen now, we're getting there. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. Basically, what he's saying is God loves you so much, church, that in order to get these riches to you, in order to get this letter to you, in order to get these truths to you, in order to get these deep things of God to you, God has permitted His disciples to suffer insurmountable sufferings so that our faith can be built on these things. And aren't you grateful tonight? Aren't you grateful tonight? And thank God for the suffering of His followers that have came in previous generations so that you and I can sit in the comfort of this building and worship God tonight. Thank the Lord. God could have selected you and I for the insurmountable sufferings to get these truths to the future generations. But Paul says in verse number 13, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. He said, don't, don't, don't worry about me. He said, God's given me the strength. God's given me the ability. But these sufferings are for you. So that what? For this cause, I bow my knees in the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, church, and I'm done. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. He said, I've come through all this. I've written all these things. I've prayed for you, church. I've labored for you, church. I've suffered for you, church. And my prayer is for you. My prayer is for you that God would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. His desire is not that they break records of attendance and be able to send it, uh, put, a, put it up on Facebook so that we can get some excitement drummed up. His desire and prayer is that the church would be strengthened by the Spirit of God tonight. 
in the inner man. Verse number 17. In 16, in verse number 16, Paul's request was that we would be strengthened by the Spirit according to the riches of Christ in our inner man. The new man, not the carnal man. In verse number 17, he says his prayer continues as a result of the semicolon. In verse number 16, my prayer is that not only would you be strengthened with might by the Spirit of God in the inner man, but that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, may be able to fully comprehend. What is that word, comprehend? Katalamabano. I'm not speaking in tongues. That's a Greek word tonight. <laughs> Katalamabano. That is to lay hold on. This word is used in the sense that God, uh, Christ by his power, would, that we would lay hold on and that he would lay hold on us and influence our minds and our hearts by his power. That Christ would lay hold on our minds and our hearts tonight. That Christ would lay hold on you tonight. And on me and on our spirit. To what end? To what end tonight? That lay hold on that Greek word that we just quoted. To what end? Verse number 19, 18 and 19. That we may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm glad you left your home in the comforts of a good nap and probably a, a good situation and being very tired after eating way too much at lunch. I'm glad you're here this morning. I'm glad you're here Wednesday night. And I'm glad you're here tonight. I'm glad you don't I'm, I'm glad you don't say bad things to your neighbor. I'm, I'm glad that you're that you're an upstanding member in the community and at the job place and where you work. I'm grateful that 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 nobody can say nothing bad about you except except uh, except maybe Brother Ron in here tonight. I'm just messing with Brother Ron, he's my buddy. I'm glad that 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 you have a good testimony, that you don't do bad things, that you try to do the best things that you can, that but but tonight. Our design and our purpose is to know things like we're talking about. To know what tonight? To know the love of Christ. Which passeth knowledge. Did you get that tonight? The Apostle Paul is asking us and desiring of us and praying to God. That we could come to know something that is past knowing. How do you know something that is past knowing? Well, first, let's, before we move on, I'm done. It's 6.01. What, what does he mean by know? What does he mean by know? This word know. In verse number 19, 
is the same word with, that Paul uses when he said that I might know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. It's the same word that's used right here, that I may know. This word know is the same love and intimacy that a Jewish man and a Jewish wife would have with one another. Tonight, it's good to know mentally that Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. It's good to, to know that Jesus left his throne in heaven and came to earth for you and I. It's good to know that he's our father and that he's our friend. But tonight I'm talking about knowing in an intimate, affectionate, loving, spirit-aided manner. Knowing the love of Christ. Let me ask you this tonight. I'm talking about something spiritual. Now, I'm not a charismatic tonight. I think y'all know enough about me to know that. I'm not a charismatic. I think all this faith healing junk is a bunch of baloney. I'm like Brother Ron's been teaching Sunday school. They need to set up somewhere down at the hospital, the cancer ward at St. Jude's, and get an office up yonder instead of sitting somewhere up on a podium getting uh, robbing God's people of all their money. And saying, if you'll send in this short gift of this and that, you'll be healed or you don't have enough faith. God help us. The millions of people that's been sold on that tonight. That, 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 it's absolutely horrible. But let me tell you what I am in favor of, church. I am in favor of getting along with God. I am in favor... And some of y'all in here know what I'm talking about tonight. I've seen you when you've worshipped in here. I've seen you when you've sung. I've seen you when you prayed. Some of you in here are aware tonight of what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about just getting alone in your place with God. And saying, Lord, I don't know how to know you. And you've asked me in your word to know something that's beyond knowing. But I'm telling you tonight. There has been some times in prayer and alone with God that I felt like if I looked up, Brother Ron, he was going to be standing there. Now, y'all may say I'm crazy and ask me never to come back. Just say, forget Wednesday night, Brother Jay. But I want to tell you something. There's been some times, y'all help me tonight. There's been some times that I felt like he was just holding me in his arms. There's been times I've bowed for prayer. I'll tell you at Crossroads a few weeks ago. This has been a couple months ago. And my hanky's up there. I'll stay down here with y'all and wipe these Kleenexes. I was at Crossroads a few weeks ago and I was burdened. I was stressed. I was anxious. Just like I preached to us and told us not to be. Scripture God, I was, I was burdened. Anxious, depressed, wondering what way forward. What are you doing, Lord? What's your plan? What is your will? And I laid down on that altar after Brother Kenny, my pastor, preached. And I just laid it all before God. And I felt like the Lord just come and prayed with me for a while. 
You say, Brother Jay, that's just mysticism and emotionalism. I say it's knowing the love of Christ. Now, I'm not telling you your experience has to be like mine does tonight. I'm not telling you that. I'm not preaching that as truth tonight. What I am preaching as truth is that God desires for you to know the unknowable, which is the love of Jesus Christ. And you can't know that without spiritual aid from God tonight. Spiritual aid. See, the charismatics have about got us absolutely scared to death of feeling anything. But tonight, if something as big as God gets to stirring around in you, bless the Lord tonight. Can I just be vulnerable? What time is it? Y'all got five more minutes? Oh, I know y'all have heard preaching like this, but I'm just going to give my heart tonight. When God saved me, it's a 10-year-old little boy, and I didn't know too much what to do. Now, I'd watch Daddy pray, and some of my earliest memories are of Dad at the house, at the parsonage we lived in at the time, over on Highway 64 in Hayesville, church Dad pastored for so long. From time to time, and occasionally, I would watch Dad leave, and I knew he was going to pray on the weekends, on Saturdays, when he was back in from work, trying to pastor, trying to seek God's face. And at some Saturdays, he would grab me. And say, son, let's, let's, go, let's go talk to the Lord for a little while. I would grab his hand and he would lead me. I couldn't have been six, seven at the time. And he had a little altar built up there, just a little, just a little seat. Looked like a couple four by fours. And a plank on top of it. And some more out trails around some trees, Brother Ron. And I'll never forget watching my daddy shake hands with the oak saplings. And worship God and pray, Brother Tim. And that made an impression on me. Now listen to me tonight. My daddy came from Robbinsville, North Carolina. He was a quarterback one of the only Division I athletes at that time that he came through that school. Matter of fact, I think, I think he was the second one. Got uh, selected and recruited by Wake Forest University. He wanted to go to an ACC school. I don't know why. But wanted to go there. Went there. Fell in love with my mama two years later. Saw her when he visited back home. She was visiting family. He was coming back home from school. On fall break, saw her. They had known each other since they were 12, but they saw each other, fell in love. Two years in, dad turned away. Dad turned away from a full-ride scholarship, fell in love with mama. Dad called. Well, the Lord called dad to preach. and Dad give his life to the Lord for the rest of me and my sister's raising. He did two things. He provided for me and my sister, and he showed us that God was the most important thing. Not education, it's important, but it's not the most important thing tonight. Not making millions, but I saw a daddy who God was more to him than just some white 
headed being in the sky that we go three days a week and go back home and eat lunch and supper. Ten years old, God saved me. Four years ago, Brother Jimmy Millsaps came to preach a missions conference at our church. Now, at that little white church up in the mountains, I would say it was about a building, probably not, not definitely not this wide, maybe just a touch longer, wouldn't seat many. This building seats more. I played the bass, and I sat in here behind Mama. She played the piano. Brother Jimmy was preaching that week on missions, and that missions conference turned in to revival. Now, I was just a big old knot-headed country boy, 14 years old, didn't know up from down. I knew I liked baseball, and I knew I liked uh, to, to pick a mandolin and pick a banjo and pick a guitar and a bass. That's all I knew. But God got to stirring around in there. And Brother Tim started opening my eyes to some things. And I had, I'll never forget, I had a green shirt on, set of blue jeans and some Danner boots. And I was, come, I was coming down off the podium and we had just sang and God had moved while the choir was singing and the Lord had touched. Folks had got to worshiping, exalting Christ. That's what I'm talking about tonight, exalting Christ. Thanking God, the Spirit of God, being happy that you know Jesus. And I don't know what happened, but before I could get down on those bottom steps, this little shy, backward country boy just raised my hands and started praising God. Everybody else had already taken their seat. But God got real to me that night. I want to ask you something. Has God ever been real to you? More than something you can write down on a piece of paper. More than something you can explain at the local theological seminary. I'm talking about God getting real in you tonight. God got real to me tonight and I went to seeking me a place to pray. I loaded up a rake, a pitchfork, a machete, and I went back up in them hills up behind the house. Now listen, none of y'all have to compare your experience. I'm just giving my testimony tonight. And I got back up in yonder as a 14-year-old boy. And I kid you not, for the next six months, God did such a work in my heart in that place. I didn't have daddy there. I didn't have mama there. The meeting was over with brother Jimmy. It was just me and the Lord. You say, Brother Jay, what did you learn in that place? I learned just a little bit about something that you can't know. <laughs> the love of Christ. And I'll never forget those days. I didn't even hardly bring any needs. I mean, what kind of needs do you have at 14? A little girlfriend broke your heart? I mean, it was, that's, uh, you know, I, I didn't have much. But all I knew was that he loved me. And I couldn't understand why. That's all I knew. I said, Brother Jay, you're getting emotional about that. You can leave me alone. I've been on this way. <laughs> plenty. I've been on this way long enough, Brother Tim. We're just going to keep on going. Yeah, sure. 
Tonight I'm talking about knowing the Lord. I don't claim to know Him. I'm the least of the least of the least. If Paul was the least of the least of the saints, I'm the least of the least of the least. I'm the bottom of the barrel. Matter of fact, move the barrel out of the way and start digging and you'll find me down there somewhere. But tonight it is important. I would challenge you this week. All right. I've went 45 minutes tonight. Brother Terry's to blame for it because he ain't been amening. I challenge you tonight. I challenge you this week. Start seeking to know more about the love of Christ. Do you know why you love Him tonight? You say, I love the Lord. You say, Brother Jay, I, I, I love the Lord tonight. I love Him tonight. Do you know why you love Him? Because He first loved you. You wouldn't love Him tonight if He didn't love you first. I wouldn't love the Lord tonight if He didn't love me first and He set His affection on me. I wouldn't know Him. So in light of that tonight, don't you desire to know the love of Christ? How about this tonight before we break? We'll be back in here at what? Wednesday at 7? Brother Terry, do you have any more announcements tonight? Any more to say for this week? We've got the ladies meeting coming up. All right. Do this tonight. Get along with God this week. Somewhere alone. It don't have to be up in the mountain in a laurel thicket like Brother Jay was. You don't have to do that. Don't pattern your experience around mine tonight. You pattern your experience around this book and you'll be okay. But get alone somewhere with God in a secret place. And some of you already here do that. Some of you already here have experienced what I'm talking about. But get along with Him. Lower, lower your walls tonight. And just seek that God would open your eyes to the knowledge of the love of Christ and the empowerment of the indwelling Spirit of God in your life. Isn't it wonderful tonight? It's wonderful. Y'all bear with me. I'm just a blumbering fool up here tonight, but I'm glad I'm saved. And I'm glad to be in some way, in some small way, involved in the work of God tonight. The Lord's good, isn't He? Hasn't it been a good Sunday? Hasn't it been a good Sunday? I don't feel a pressing need for an invitation tonight, Brother Terry. How about we just go home with this on our heart and on our mind tonight as we look to the Lord. I pray and trust you have a good week. I will ask you to pray for Charlie and I. We're leaving in the morning to go to, I have not been to a camp meeting in, I believe, 10 years, somewhere around about. I just haven't. I've pulled back from a lot of the camps we used to go to years ago, but this will be the first camp meeting that I've had liberty to go to so long, Pastor invited us to meeting. We love the good people at Pinal, Pinal Baptist Church up in Tryon, North Carolina is where we're heading. And uh, he's having a meeting up there. And Lord willing, Charlie and I will be singing tomorrow night and preaching uh, Tuesday morning and then making our way back home. So y'all pray for us tonight and as we seek the Lord. And I look forward to going up there and just hearing from the Lord. It'll be encouragement to me and my family. And I pray this week. And we'll all seek Him, seek the Lord, and be back in here at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. 7 o'clock on Wednesday, ready to worship the Lord. Thank you for coming out to the house of God tonight. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, we're so grateful for Your mercy. We're so grateful for Your grace. Lord, we're so grateful that You would love 
Love us tonight. Lord, I don't know why. Lord, but for the ages to come, you might show forth the goodness, exceeding riches of your grace. Lord, thank you that tonight eternity is just going to be, Lord, Father, one long, one long experience of learning how much you love us. Thank you for that, Lord, and how good you've been to us. Lord, we ask you tonight, Lord, help us as we go home. Help us as we seek you this week. Lord, Father, thank you for the wonderful day. Thank you for every lesson that was taught this morning. Thank you for every song, every congregational, every choir song that was sung during the day. Thank you for every special. Lord, thank you for every word, every prayer, every heart that looked to you. I pray that you'd be with those who you dealt with this morning in the service about salvation. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would encourage your people tonight that we could continue in this week and the knowledge of the love of Christ. Lord, for whatsoever you do, Lord God, please help us to turn around and give you praise, honor, and glory, and thanks. For it's in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the name that you said to pray in. Amen and amen. You are at liberty to go.